Welcome to this episode of the Inkblot for the Nine Trials chapter Before the Next Moon. Our post-play conversation talking about the game, chatting about the topics of the day, and catching up between friends, and certainly no metagaming. The conversation is already in progress at the Inkblot, where everyone sees the picture a little bit differently. Yeah, so there's uh, three coyote tails sitting on the ground. A little bit of a, a, a gruesome, um, hey, we did the job kind of a thing. I think the noises we heard was enough confirmation from for Jitter's taste, but then to come in and be like, uh, oh, yeah, the, something I didn't ask. Um, I didn't ask um, Jacques was, how did they get there? Did they? How were they delivered kind of a thing? I mean, you can always ask him in the next episode. That was that was kind of already how I wanted to end it because if you delivered the sausage, they were going to deliver the evidence. So you did manage mm-hmm. to deliver the sausage. So I knew I had to deliver the evidence, and I knew that was I had to get you out of the clearing somehow. And you guys did that on your own, which was great. Uh, but I was just thinking about poor little Jacques and his poor his trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This little guy just almost got snatched by ravens and Mm -hmm. he saw his predecessor, uh, evidence of his predecessor's uh, demise. We'll leave that Mm -hmm. with a question mark. But now (laughs) he's whatever he saw, bring these uh, coyote tails and whatever state those animals were in. You know, he just witnessed that. So poor poor Jacques has seen some trauma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's so sad because he's such a cute little cat. And I'm like, Dude, you got into the lo- wrong line of work. <laughs> In my head, I have this whole backstory for like how Jacques ended up there. Mm-hmm. I love Jacques, though. I mean, honestly, he's really starting to grow on me, and I'm just enjoying his um, eager um, wanting to be a part of this of this great thing, naivety kind of thing. And I feel bad because I'm, I have a feeling that uh, that that innocence of Jacques is either slowly breaking or going to break really soon. Mm. Well, Kirsch has a, a certain level of naivete as well. Yeah. Um, it's still hard to navigate that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is she breaking? She's not breaking, though, I don't think. I, I think don't she's, think so. Yeah. But I do think that she has very little tolerance for the idea of, like, people lying, because that just doesn't make any sense to her. Um, Like, she just doesn't really get why people would be manipulative in the first place. Yeah. That's what makes her just a great addition, though, to this uh, group, is the fact that you have, on one end, you have this sweet innocent why would anyone lie character like um like kirsch and then on the other hand you have the everything's a trap um (laughs) always have to be careful always stay on your toes character like um like jitters and then you have princess snowball (laughs) who is the most um like i'd have to say she's probably the most cynical is that the right word she's a little dated a, yeah, cynical and like jaded, yeah, kind of a character. So we've got our bases 
really covered with the <laughs> spectrum of of innocence and lack thereof, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, you guys actually did end up with a really nice balance of player characters, hmm. which yeah just makes my job actually uh, more interesting. I was gonna say easier, but not necessarily easier or harder, but definitely interesting because no matter what the situation is, everyone's gonna react to it differently. And they're right. going to react to it differently than they would as themselves as humans, which I have to remember because sometimes Dustin, you do things as jitters. And I'm like, I know Dustin knows better, but wait, okay, no, that's jitters. <laughs> yeah. To try yeah. to make decisions that my character would make mm-hmm. and, but me myself wouldn't kind of a thing. And, but yet it's weird how much your character really does kind of start bleeding into you a little mm-hmm. bit to where like um i was really starting to get stressed in this this episode <laughs> and in the last episode um mainly because i could not think of what jitters would be what jitters would do in this moment mm-hmm. um and i'm that stress of you know guys i don't know what to do um what's going on um a little help here please <laughs> really started to uh like just i i started to get like that, that little bit of tension in my chest a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah and it's i've just... definitely had game sessions where i've had to kind of recover from mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. the first one in this game was the night that we had to stay outside and we encountered the coyote for the first time mm. that that I, I had to recover from that from that session i could see that yeah francis i think did too as well it was i don't know how it was for Kay. that was a little intense i that was the first time i really threw something super intense at y'all and i was Mm -hmm. hoping it wasn't too much well that's when the game really started to take a turn from hey this is a a nice fun role-playing <laughs> games with cats and you're trying to do things like pounce on pounce on some insects you know try and steal some sausages to you are going to die yeah <laughs> it could go either way depending on uh how you want to play it and depending on your group i figured you guys could handle it based on other games we've played together i'm like i think I think we can handle this. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's you have handled the escalation of this storyline, I think, incredibly well. And, you know, when you start off a game like this, you kind of want that kind of fun, happy go lucky kind of we're going on an adventure <laughs> kind of a thing. And then, you know, just like in all of the the movies to where the young the young hero seeking adventure and, and excitement goes i'm ha- i've had enough of excitement <laughs> right this is kind enough adventure mhm so yeah snuff um that's um jitters is very much looking forward to just being like okay can Kirsch, can we sleep over in your place where <laughs> where food comes to you and there's a nice warm yeah. comfy bed and we can lock the door behind us so nothing <laughs> sneaks up on us and tries to kill yeah. us I, I think that would also be Snuffle's goal and also particularly because it's Kirsch 
Hmm. I think that would be his goal. Mm. I love the little um, uh, cutesy romance that you have (laughs) with Snuffles. And I'm like, I just love how you're just playing him as like this awkward kind of hey hey Kirsch, how's it going you know i i i i found a sausage for you do you want i, I stole an extra one for you if you want one and then Kirsch is just that oh thanks right does Kirsch? i know Kay probably obviously has figured it out but yeah do you think do you think Kirsch has any idea that snuffles is sweet on her um i go back and forth on this a lot especially after lord sassafras started being <laughs> Oh, he's creepy. Because right? <laughs> I can't decide if Kirsch would be just not even interested in romance at this point in her life. You know, like the world is still really big and new and different. And mm-hmm. like to imagine the concept of even like having a romantic partner for her, I think would th- like is not even something she's considered, not because she doesn't want to, but because there's just so much. There's so much of the world still there, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. Kind of like, the, it's just like the realization has never come to, oh, yeah. that's what's going on here. Exactly. Like everything else has been catching her attention and has been on her mind. Like the, I don't think it's ever occurred to her like, oh, okay. <laughs> And that's cute. I love the I love the fact that you're starting to be like you, you're just exploring this realization a little bit more, kind yeah. of thing. To where you're not set and and you're really letting it grow with Kirsch, yeah, and not have the um, well, you know, since I get what's going on, therefore Kirsch would get what's going on, kind of a thing. Yeah, but you're exactly. you're really letting it grow with her. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, because um, in a Kids on Bikes game we're playing, um, my character is asexual, and part of that is that she just is not... She's not... Her character is already that if it doesn't interest her, she's not going to bother. <laughs> she is very much like, if it's not interesting, I don't want it. <laughs> like, And so in her mind, like romance does not interest her, period. It just does not appeal to her at all. So she has no inkling of like, oh, well, I should even consider that. Um, And it's interesting trying to play that with Kirsch because it's like, I don't want that extent of it. But on the other hand, I think she still hasn't even really considered it in the same way. It's, It's weird to balance and to consider. I feel like with Kirsch, it's not that she has decided that she is or isn't interested in it yet. It's just not something that's on her radar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's still she's still a little cat. She's still mm-hmm. growing yeah. up. Yeah. And it's weird because for like, for example, for me, it's hard for me to kind of imagine that and play that because I've known like that kind of interest was around since I was like five. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's yeah. hard for me to imagine that, but yet to be able to play a character that has that is like really interesting and kind of fun to explore or to have that in, in a campaign kind of a thing. 
Yeah. To be able to see all of these different aspects of characters that I would have never have thought to bring in kind mm-hmm. of thing. And to see other people's perspectives on different characters and different traits and be like, oh, that's really interesting. Kind yeah, of a thing. I can agree with that's that. What, that's what's great about role-playing games. Especially <laughs> when you have a really good group of role players is the mm-hmm. fact that they will always bring characters that just make you go, oh, I would have never have thought about that. That's really cool. And it's about trust too. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I know that I'm going into a scene where I know my character would be angry and I'm just going to let somebody have it or my character is, I have to trust that the other person that I'm playing with knows that that's what's happening. And, and it's a very emotionally vulnerable place to be. Mm-hmm. So to know mm-hmm. when you're in a group that you trust that you can do that, um, it, it becomes a very powerful experience, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something, you know, I haven't really explored yet with a lot of my characters all of the characters that i've kind of played i could somehow kind of really connect it to personality traits that i think i possess um but to kind of take a personality trait that is like very far away from who i am or like extreme Mm -hmm. opposite Hmm. I think is something that takes such an imagination and such dedication Hmm. is, is like, now I want to build a character that's kind of like that (laughs) kind of a thing, something that's very foreign and see how well I can play it. Yeah. It's good for like practicing empathy too, I think. Mm -hmm. I think, all of us have those little places inside us that we know that are there and maybe we don't acknowledge them or we know it's safer not to acknowledge them or we choose not to acknowledge them, but we all have those places tucked away even if it's not part of our personality. So to be able to, to work those things out, to act those things out uh, again, is pretty powerful. And it does, I think build empathy and compassion because then you can see it from the point of view other than your own. Mm-hmm. Or a point of view yeah. that you're used to expressing. And it just, it also, no pun intended, but it builds character. <laughs> character you know? builds character? Yeah, building character builds character. <laughs> kind of a thing. To where it's just, I've played with one or two other role players that, had like well i want to have this happen i want you know kind of they don't let the character that they have actually grow Mm. they're just kind of they have a set kind of thing in mind and no matter what happens they're going to go down that the path that they want to go down as opposed to like letting the character that they like building the character and then letting the character organically grow kind of a thing I don't know. I don't know if I explained that well. Mm-hmm. No, no, it totally makes sense. Um, like that time, um, uh, I can't remember her character's name. It's been a been a while. We didn't play it um, for a while, but uh, when one of Francis's characters forced my character to do something they didn't want to do, 
And the GM's like, oh, we can totally like roll that back and not do that. I'm like, no, that happened. Oh, Fanchira. Yeah. Like we we were friends. I trusted her. She did something and now I don't trust her. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to work through that now. And now that's part of the character and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's building the character. And at some point, you know, we could have built that trust back up and it could have been even stronger. You know, who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, having to work through that may have strengthened our bond i can get that yeah so one of my favorite moments still in this game was when um yeah we found out that uh princess snowball had some dealing oh some previous dealings Mm -hmm. with queen victoria and that whole revelation and um how that did kind of damage our trust for a little bit but then we kind of grew and managed around it I think that is still, I, I still like that, that that moment happened. Talk about moments, Kirsch. Like, I'm going to go get those rats. Dang. <laughs> oh, I was Talk about just characters like, growing. Like, okay, okay. MVP for the night. I feel like that was definitely an extension of, I'm tired of people, like, being manipulative and mean, so I'm just going to take it into my own hands. Mm-hmm. I still don't know exactly if that's quite the right choice, but that that is essentially the choice I ended up making, so I have to live with that. <laughs> yeah, now you've got two rats that are beholden to you, so we'll see how that goes. That may yeah. be a good thing. We'll Maybe. See. <laughs> oh yeah, because we can, we can now really put the leverage on the fact that it was obvious that Queen Victoria wasn't going to treat you guys very nicely. So mm-hmm. either you're with us and we protect you or, you know, you might have to deal with Queen Victoria and her minions. Yeah. Or they may just feel grateful. Mm-hmm. True. I literally very, didn't very expect true. that. I didn't expect anyone to try and save them. <laughs> And, you know, so now that that happened, I have to think about their character motivations and what may have been waiting for them in the backyard, if it may have just been the end of them, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing. Like, I immediately was like, if Kirsch was seeing them being dragged away and she doesn't even know what's going to happen to them, but she knows it'll be bad. Mm -hmm. I don't think she wants to deal with that. And she would rather directly try to change that do you want to know do you not want to know i know it was going to happen to i don't know oh well it's one of those things that now it won't happen because there's a couple of things that could have happened to them um Mm. depending on where you left them if you had left them with esther and lester something would have happened to them if you had yeah i didn't trust sassafras something would have happened to them now that or that Queen Victoria was going to take them a different thing or something else is going okay. to happen to them. So it really depended on you know, if the Ravens had gotten them last time, that would have changed what happened to them. Right. So every choice that you made completely changed what was going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I love just the immediate response of Esther and Lester. <laughs> I was like, yes, and yeah, so what's up I with that? love that. <laughs> so Esther and Lester. Um, so a long time ago, 
I did in a theme park, um, a show. Uh, okay, so fine. At Universal Studios, I did a show called Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in Land Before Time, there were two new characters that were just for that show, Esther and Lester Nestor. <laughs> <laughs> and they were two baby Nesters, two baby Nestor dinosaurs. Um, and they were twins. And I played Lester. Um, and my friend David played Nestor. Uh, and just thinking about this little old cat couple, you know, sitting on the porch, like, you know, good luck with that. Just Esther and Lester, of course. Of course they're Esther and Lester. I um, love it. So it's a, it's a callback to a show I did 20 some odd years ago, 25 <laughs> years ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love little callbacks like that. If you were going to ask for names... Mm-hmm. For the couple, mm-hmm. um, I actually had a friend who had two cats, and he called them Frick and Frack. Frick and Frack. And um, <laughs> I felt so bad because um, Frack was the first one to pass away, so he mm-hmm. just had one cat named Frick. <laughs> oh, Frick! Wow. And I was like, oh, that's going to be a name that I'm going to throw out there, Frick and Frack. <laughs> And uh, now we have Gar. Mm-hmm. The other two rats don't have names, but I guess we can we'll figure that out between the next week. I mean, they may or may not have survived to, to the end of that particular session. So, <laughs> yeah, they got pretty beat up uh, between but, uh, getting kicked around, um, be, um, picked up, and then me slapping them. Yeah, you really gave them heck, dude. It was me getting frustrated because I wasn't getting a clear answer for what I want or what's it was me desperately trying to find a way to be like, what's coming next? What are we going to have to face? Where's the traps? And what's the trick that we're going to have to face kind of a thing. And this whole time there wasn't one. (laughs) Yeah. So, that was going to be pretty straightforward. And unfortunately, the rats only know what the rats know. Yeah. And they're good at finding things out. But they're not um, go-getters. They're not information seekers like the squirrels. The squirrels are actively cultivating information. The rats, if you tell them to go do something, like he said, we, we, we do things. We're good at doing things. So if you tell them to go do something, they can uh, but they're not proactive in that way, the way that the squirrels or maybe even the raccoon mafia are in yeah. their information gathering. And that's the thing. There's still a few wild cards out on the table, yeah. like the raccoon mafia, like mm-hmm. the ravens. I'm pretty sure that the somehow the ravens and the raccoon mafia are connected because it was a raven that dropped off the, um, the hat, um, Anthony's mm-hmm. hat, with the blood on it. And I'm assuming that the raccoon mafia sent the ravens to get the the sausage from us. But then, and I'm just kind of like, what's going on there? I don't know. So it's, that's, that frustration really came out with me trying to get information out of the rats. And then I, the frustration made me, kind of lose track of what I had asked and the information Mm -hmm. that I did get to now I'm like, 
I now don't know in which direction I was going. So I just kept on getting more and more frustrated as jitters. <laughs> That's kind of like yep. a real life lesson, though. If you're asking the question over and over again, you're getting an answer. That's not the answer that you're looking for, but you're still getting answers. Mm-hmm. But it's not what you're looking for. So you're not really paying attention to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting life lesson there, I guess. Yep. If you ever need to interrogate a couple of rats, <laughs> whether literally or metaphorically, mm-hmm. what's to stay away from? Don't fall into the traps that Jitters did. <laughs> jitters life lessons. <laughs> oh my gosh. we need. That's almost like a session though that I'm like, oh, we need to have something like that. The life lessons of Jitters. <laughs> I do want to go back and do sort of a bonus episode of what happened to Dirt Cat. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how I want to play that if if I want us to play it and maybe we're the coyotes or uh, because obviously none of the cats were there, mm-hmm. but I'd love all of us to build that experience together. So the question is, and we know what the outcome is. So yeah. the question is, you know, how do you play that drama? Mm. It's like a bonus. I'm open to suggestions, but I think it would be interesting to do. Well, it could be what we could do is that you can have just like a few ideas set up. And at the beginning, you have us roll it to see in like which direction the roles want you want to have the roles take us mm-hmm. and then i guess we could i mean if dirt cat doesn't come back it could be clues that we find um it could be i guess remains or if dirt cat does come back that's actually an easy thing to kind of just say hey this is what happened but True. that's not that's not as play, playing it through as I think that you kind of Yeah, I'd love to have some way to, to play it through. Yeah. I think it would be really fascinating. I guess we could all be squirrels for that one session, and then you are actually oh. because the squirrels are the ones that are the observers. True. And it's Dirt Cat that is the main focus, I guess. Um, He's the constant. Yeah. And we, you know what we could do? Is kind of do it like a kids on bikes kind of thing. To where it's we're, we have our own squirrel that we're playing. Hmm. Oh, but like Dirt we, Cat's the power character? And Dirt Cat is the power character. Oh, I like that. I mean, I was thinking turns. something similar with um, the Grant Howitt game, um, We That Remain, mm-hmm. which is like a survival horror game. I was trying to look for the name. That's why I was a little quiet. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a it's a game where like characters are in a safe haven and they they're temporarily holed up, but they know that it won't last. So, what is that called? We who survive. We that remain. So, we that remain. Yeah. I that sounds I I want to play that. Yeah. That so I like guess the fun. idea would be that like like Dirt Cat would be in that safe haven, but 
essentially something would be trying to break in, which would be the coyotes in that case. Right. Because we do know the start. We do know yeah. essentially how he gets into it. And we do know the outcome. Yeah. So which, yeah, the coyotes do... The, they are successful. Yeah. They are successful. Um, I mean, obviously, I haven't read through this very much, but that was what came to mind. But that this is the fun. problem, now that I think about it, though, is the fact that the only way that makes it an interesting playthrough, I guess, is if Dirt Cat actually, um, actually dies. Kind of Not thing. necessarily. Because, well, then it's just... The possibility of they just, I guess, yes, yeah, something has to happen or something goes wrong. But I, 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 the whole thing is, is, I guess, I don't know what you have in store. So <laughs> That's now true. my mind is like, well, That's true. Yeah. we have the, obviously the, the bigger coyote pack came in, killed the other, killed the smaller coyote, the cub, the, um, coyote and her cubs mm-hmm. and then delivered the tails but yeah i guess there's a lot of wriggle room in there to there's a clue have... to what happens in the delivery of the tails but i don't think you guys picked up on it there was one tail short yeah there were one tail short because you said that there were three there should have been four tails mm-hmm. there should be four tails total mm-hmm. there four were three tails. puppies yeah, and and did you say I I don't remember? Did you say that there was one big tail and two small tails? Correct. Oh, okay. So that means one puppy got away, mm-hmm. or um, something. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, if so we'd have wanna... to find out all of that. <laughs> Yeah, but I yeah. think that's interesting. I think that's an interesting way to look at Dirt Cat because he's kind of every cat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's try and do that. I'd love to do that as a bonus. That's cool. I'm game. Let's do it. Thanks for hanging out with us after the game. If you're interested in playing the Nine Trials, you can download it at our website, Inkborn.studio or at HIO under Inkborn Studio. Check out Inkborn Studio on Patreon to support the podcast and help keep the adventure going. Until next time, friends, keep telling your story.